When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, uh, today I am so excited because I have one of my favorite people in the whole wide world on with me, Joan Marie. She is, you'll see as you listen to this, the energy and the joy that she just brings to the world. Uh, But we're also going to talk a little bit about some of her story because I think sometimes, you know, we see people that are always seem happy, always seem upbeat. Uh, but realize that, you know, everybody has our ups and down days as well. And uh, so I'm really excited to get in and share more with John Marie. So with that, let's roll that episode. You are jamming with Jason Mefford, where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic and entertaining podcast now let's roll that beautiful podcast footage all right joan marie (laughs) there's going to be a lot of giggling and laughing on this i'm sure so (laughs) and so for, for people that are that are just listening audio you might hear a little bit of it but if you watch on youtube and see the video you'll you'll see what i mean she's always Got a smile on her face. So thank <laughs> thank you for being here uh, today. Oh, I'm excited. This is cool. It's cool, <laughs> right? It's like we're, cool. <laughs> we're we're hanging out together in the ethospheres, right? Not that we don't do that on. already. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I, I know it's, you know, we can just get in and talk, but I know, I mean, you have an amazing story, you know, as is from my perspective, right? Thank I mean, you. again, we all we all live our life. We think we're just we just do what we do. Right. But, but you are one of those people that is an inspiration to me uh, in in what you're doing. So I know again, for the people that are, that are watching the video, they can see the picture of the Eagle on the back because you're an artist. Um, So maybe just tell people just a little bit about, about who you are. And then we're going to kind of jump in and let's just talk about your story and some of the Mm. things that you've experienced in life. Am I? <laughs> oh, I, 
I hate it when people ask me that question. So why do I ask people that question? <laughs> well, I, you know, it's, it's kind of, I've gotten, it's gotten easier because I'm living my purpose now, you know, so it's I've gotten, and my, when I study my values and, and I've always known that spirituality was my number one value. So who I am, I have now labeled, I'm a visual, I'm, I'm a um, visionary artist and a visionary artist is someone who's the art comes from their soul from their feelings from their heart you know so it's experiencing life through feelings and um you know so so i've just tapped into a to, to an even deeper love to a de deeper experience with that and you know people who know my story when i was 19 i saw michelangelo's sistine ceiling and i'm in italy and i just I just swooned and I just lost it. I, it was just like an, oh, an out-of-body experience. The, the, the spiritual energy just filled my soul. And then I saw Leonardo da Vinci's Adoration of the Magi at the Uffizi Gallery. And I just sat there for two hours and the energy, you know, between these, these two, oh my gosh, the energy, that's just, that's who I am. I mean, that is the moment that I realized I'm an artist and that that is my purpose. And I said, if art is that powerful, I have to be a part of it. And I really didn't think I was going to be an artist up until then. But when I experienced and my soul was filled with that energy, I mean, I, I was hyper after that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is because I had a purpose. Like before that, I was fine. And I was, you know, lived life normal. And, and you know, I, I guess I was fairly energetic. But I was hyper after that because I it just like woke up that that's me you know like so who am i that's what woke me up you know we all have i get these moments that 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 just you're so happy and you're so lit up by it and that was my huge moment i mean that pounding pounding energy of of passion and excitement throughout my life i mean i still i remember so many times i'm driving in my I could feel my heart pounding <laughs> with, with excitement. And it was the spiritual energy just wanting to express itself, you know? And so I just kept going through phase after phase after phase and fighting insecurity and, <laughs> and all this stuff, you know? So that's who I am is a spiritual artist. And um, yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting that you say that because you know, there's so many people and people that we know and groups that we're in together as well, <clears throat> where people will, will, will kick around and they're like, I don't know what my purpose is. I need my purpose. I want to know what that is. Right. So it looks like, you know, when you were 19, you had this flash that just, you know, lit you up. You felt the passion. You knew that you were an artist or that that was part of your purpose here on this, on this world. Right. But but then, you know, we tend to grow up, we adult, we have to, you know, we get married, we have kids, we have to have a job, right? And, and it seems like a lot of times people kind of lose that, right? So, so from 19, you know, what what kind of happened there? I mean, did you fall into that same trap that we all that we all kind of do? Or was this always burning in you your whole life? <laughs> it It was always burning in me. But, you know, the reason at 19, I didn't think I was going to be a full-time artist is because I, I, I felt my art was average and, and the professors insulted me terribly. And I won't go into those stories at the, at the, you know, after I was 19 and I got serious, you know, um, 
And, and so I had this because I was already insecure about not knowing who I was and I wasn't good at anything really. And, you know, all that, all that stuff that from life before you get this, we're, we're all insecure. I mean, it really is. But when, so when the professors insulted me so terribly and told me I shouldn't be an artist because I'm not creative, I, I was just like, I took it on. And, and so, you know, I, I, I left college immediately to be a an art teacher figuring, okay, if I'm not creative, then um, I asked the professor, well, can you learn creativity? And and he said, no, I'm sorry, you have to be born with it. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> In other words, sorry, you weren't born with it. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, so, so, you know, after a few tears that he didn't see, you know, like I'm just, then I became driven with he's not going to stop me. I will prove it, you know, because I felt it inside, you know, that we have all these blocks, this insecurity life, you know, stuff that happened in our childhood, whatever blocks us from who we are. And that's what I experienced more and more is like when somebody, something else lit me up and the person on the stage lit me up with something or an artwork would light me up. I would analyze, you know, what it is because that's a reflection of me out there that you know if you're so excited about something what is it about that actor what is it about that art because that's a piece of you being expressed that's been buried and and the reason you have such you know like you're so drawn to it is because it's like that's me oh my god I want, you know that's me you know like why can't I be like that why can't I feel like that why can't you know so then you work towards that goal and that so that was my constant goal you know it's like just just experiencing these different parts of of me out there and um and striving to let it out and so I would just do everything I mean I, I practiced art every day of my life even all the 28 years I taught high school art and and um I did art all the time searching and experiencing and expressing and you know just trying to find all of me, you know, like, and, and just, but always self-discovery. Like one of the things I had the students do as an exercise was when you're in your bedroom, look around, like what is it in your bedroom that just lights you up? And then why write about it? When you walk down the hall, you know, what, what do you notice? Do you look at the ground? Do you notice people's eyes? Do you, do you avoid people? You know, what is, who are you? You know, like, so the more you understand who you are, the more, you understand what matters to you. And so like through the years, you know, but I have to say I was sidetracked as I'm always doing my art. I was sidetracked with, I want to be a full-time artist, you know, so maybe this style will make money. Maybe this style will make money. Maybe that style, will make, you know, so I did get sidetracked. And that's one thing I'm, I tell artists, just do your art. That's why I went back to teaching is to not have the pressure of financial, you know, on my art, but I couldn't help it. I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be full-time artists. And so I just kept being lured to what will sell, what will sell. I mean, even my good, my loving father, you know, I'd say, how do you like this piece? And he said, well, do you think it'll sell? <laughs> I'm like, that isn't the question. What do you you know, so I, you know, you, you just, I mean, I, anyway, I had to really work to get that. I was, I was thinking about that even just before I, you know, got involved with TCP and Jim Fortin and I discovered myself, I was doing a line of um, commercial art, you know, for licensing kitty cats, unicorns. I mean, I love doing these things, but I, but I really did think it was 
maybe that's my niche and maybe that is that is my niche to make money it was always that little part of me there you know that was like that's the key so it's a huge thing to get over that you know I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, it does. And I, and I want to dig in a little bit more because you, you brought up two points from that that I think I think are important lessons for everybody to learn, right? Is that, you know, you have these flashes, but then, you know, again, in this world, we're taught, well, you got to make money, right? It's like, don't quit your day job, you know, you know, go on and you got to do something to make money, right? That that just tends to be kind of what we're what we're pushed into. And a lot of the times the things that we're doing to make money aren't what light us up, yeah. right? Yeah. And so especially for someone like an artist where, you know, your energy, your soul kind of comes through the art, what whatever art somebody creates, right? It has to be something that lights you up or else you're probably not going to make money at it either, right? And, and this whole idea of, well... What can I do to make money? What can I do to make money? What can I do to make money? Right. You were asking yourself that for a long time, but you know, I know kind of your, your backstory too. And it's like, when you gave up, what can I do to make money? You started making money and it started coming in. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so maybe talk, talk us a little bit through that, because I, I know that's, that's a holdup that a lot of us have. I still have that a lot of the times too, right. Where it's like, well, but, 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 but what can I put out there that people are going to want to buy, right? Instead of just putting out there what I want to put out there and then let the people who, who need it, who want it actually pay for it. Well, I, I should have learned after, you know, this business, art business and that art business and that art business and that art business that I was always doing on the side most of the time and they failed. Um, I should have learned not to do that. <laughs> and some of the time, of course, I wasn't because I was teaching most of the time during all that, but, um, oh gosh, what was the main point? Oh, but what woke me up was in Jim Fortin's class when we worked on identity, mm -hmm. you know, like, who am I? Like what? And, and then he asked, where do you want your art to hang? Like, and, and the unicorns and kitty cats I was doing, I said, well, I'd like it to be on the fireplace or in the main room where people live, you know, and, and enjoy, you know, like their main room. And he's like, I don't think your unicorns would be hanging there. You know, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> and who, so where do, what gallery do I want to be in? Where do I want my art to be? You know, what do, and so it just shifted in my mind. It's like, wait a minute, why am I doing this other thing? Even though I do enjoy it. Um, or I was making, you know, I was just kind of, maybe I was making excuses because it was fun, you know, to be, do comic con and wear costumes and, you know, so have all that. <laughs> you do like to wear costumes. I love your costumes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all that was great fun, you know, so that is a part of me. So I, it is a part of me, but we have many layers and that wasn't the deepest layer of me, you know, and I'm glad I experienced it and expressed it and, and did it because it is a part of me, but but that deeper self that was that needed that satisfying, you know, because after business after business failed, I remembered one time, I think I was, I don't know, 65 then, I cried so hard. I was like, 
I can't try any harder. I can't try any harder. Well, that's the key. I was trying too hard, right? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't stopping long enough to ask those questions. What is my identity? What's my value? What's my highest purpose? What I mean, my what's my highest value? So identity and value and, you know, where do you see the energy? You know, where do you see what you do? Where do you see it being? What's your ideal, you know, biggest, grandest picture of where you want to be? you know, with whatever you do, get, get there, stop and get in that image and feel that. And then believe that that's where you belong. Because if you, if you could create that image, that is who you are. And that's what you need to go for, you know? So that's when I dropped that old and, you know, moved started on. with the new. Well, and, and I know sometimes, you know, when we have those visions of where we want to be, right. I don't know if, if you felt into this, it fell into this trap at all too. But I, I love that that story that you had with Jim, right? Like, where do you where do you want your art hanging? What kind of galleries do you want it to be in, right? Yeah. And and sometimes when people go through that sort of exercise and they look at what we really value, what our identity, you know, what, where 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 or who or what we would like to be, sometimes it kind of scares us, right? Like. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, I could never, I could never be in that kind of an art gallery, right? Right. And, and then a lot of times, you know, the the feeling of unworthiness, you know, self-loathing, the other things start to kick in, like, like, who am I, you know, to charge that kind of money for whatever it is, or who am I, right, to be, have my art hanging on the wall right next to some other things, Right. I mean, is is that something that you that you experienced or or, or went through or totally okay? <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, don't don't tell me I'm the only one that that, that feels oh, that way, right? That is exactly why it took so long. That's why it took so long. I never could believe that I really was that person, you know. Like, and I mean, here I am living in Sedona in 1986, and uh, all the way for two and a half years, and I saw my ideal art gallery there. You know, it was called the Visionary, uh, the Visionary Art Gallery, and I, I, I belonged there. How would I ever be in there? <laughs> You know, and I, and that's been how long ago. And so I, yeah, exactly what you said. I just didn't really believe. So I had to go through all this stuff to finally just, I just lost me. Uh-oh. You still there? I, I had to go through all this stuff to, um, to finally let go of like, of um, saying, well, what else do I, what, where else do I turn, but to finally believe in myself <laughs> at this age, my gosh, I mean, I, what was I six? I think I was 69 when I w realized that the gym woke me up, you know, so I'm 71 now. So I've been doing it for two years and it feels like I've, it feels like why it just feels like heaven. I don't think any more than that. I was about to say, why didn't I do it before? I didn't do it before, whatever, you know, like you can't, <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Well, and it is, it's that, so, so what I'm gathering too, right, is, is during your life, you had these different flashes that kind of came through, right, of, of kind of where you wanted to be, what you wanted to do, a lot of that time, it's thinking, who am I? I can't do that. What am I going to do for money? Other people around you probably telling you that, like your, like your dad, right? Well, I don't know. Will it sell? 
<laughs> right? Um, why don't you get a real job? You know, I've heard that one before. Um, but but you know, it was a journey, and and I think that's important for people to remember that no matter where we're at, right, we're making progress, and eventually it all comes together. I mean, for you, it took fifty years, mm. right? But that's okay because it, you're exactly where you need to be now, and you were exactly where you needed to be back then too. Yeah, because even all along, even though I always kind of felt that it, I wasn't doing all I could do, I was still always doing my art every day. I mean, very few days did I not do my art. So I was still, you know, like my other art teachers would say, how do you have the energy to create art at night after teaching? And I'm like, how can I not do art after teaching? You know? I mean, I, I, how could I, how could I keep, I, anyway, I just never, so I was always happy because I kept doing my passion. I kept fitting it into my life as I raised my daughter, you know, she was, she knew how to, um, how, she knew mommy needed to do her art. I would hold her when she was little and do my art while I was holding her. And then she would play when I, as she got older. I mean, she was just used to mommy needs to do her art, you know, and, and um, she even asked, said one time, um, mommy, you're not so happy. She said, you need to do your art. <laughs> <laughs> like seven and I had stopped for about a week to do with other things I thought was more important and you know and and I said you know you are so wise you you wise seven-year-old right seeing that you know so she was very accommodating knowing you know so because I always did what I love even though it wasn't the grandest level of me they say competence is confidence <laughs> so because I was fighting you know it's, it's like that what do they say that dark angel and light angel that that you're no good you're great you know like I had Michelangelo and da Vinci in me I knew I was connected to them and then I had this voice you're so you know you're just so mediocre and you're not really you know whatever and I mean there's this battle in my head like no wonder right so until I got rid of that one side and that just took time you know what can I say and it and it took a lot of art you know, to, to get to the place where I was like, damn, look at what I'm doing. <laughs> That's pretty good. You know, like I, I finally, I can finally say, ah, I'm, you know, I'm good. <laughs> it was really hard to ever say that, you know? So. Well, yeah, especially since you've had people throughout your life telling you that you weren't. Yeah. Right? A, lot, a lot of times it's, it's, it's hard for us to finally finally admit and, and, mm -hmm. and go with it or look with it. But I, I think it's important too, you know, um, I mean, you've shown even in those 50 years, right. You were constantly doing something. You were fitting your art into your day every day. Right. So you're doing something that lights you up every day, which I think, you know, again, a lot of times we don't do that. Right. We, yeah. we don't, we don't take the 10, even if it's five or 10 minutes, but doing something every single day that actually lights us up helps us get through the rest of it. Yes. Yes. And, and you know, one little note, when people would compliment me, like in Sedona, I got lots of compliments about my art, you know, back in 86. And, and um, even I couldn't accept the compliments. I was, I could accept, but I had Michelangelo in me. I wanted to be Michelangelo da Vinci. I wanted to be them. You know, it's like, I want, at some level, I wanted to be them. So when they'd say, oh, your art's really good. I was like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. But nobody came up to you and said, 
tone you're like the next michelangelo <laughs> yes. and you would have been like yeah <laughs> yeah but see i didn't see it i didn't feel it you know so i, I just kept working i just kept working you know because and then i was like well I, I i am good at this level so let's just go with this level you know and i just kept working and kept working well and, and you mentioned something earlier on when we when we first started talking too about kind of seeing yourself in the art as well right and it, and it's and, and this is one of the things too that is as i've gotten older and hopefully a little bit wiser too is there's certain pieces that just speak to people right and sometimes um there are certain things that are created by an artist that they don't know who it was created for or why it was created for right like i've got two different bracelets actually that I wear that are pieces of art um both actually Navajo Indian uh made but there was a connection that I had the minute that I saw those pieces right and it's like the person didn't realize it but they were making that for me mm -hmm. right and so when I saw it I knew I had to have it and and I you know you can you can see that sometimes in art and I'm sure that you've you've experienced that with people too where it's like you know sometimes you create something maybe you don't even think it's that great right and so you're discounting yourself a little bit but somebody else sees it and it just speaks to their heart and soul and it was intended for them and it was beautiful and perfect for them you know, even though we might be kind of discounting it or thinking, oh, you know, it's not really that great, but it's perfect for that person. That's great. Yes. So it's it, it's kind of interesting. And again, kind of that, that whole big cycle of life of how we are all connected um, as well. So that makes me look at art a little bit different too so <laughs> well I mean I look at the art you know back from 86 when people in Sedona were complimenting and, and I, I could accept it but it, I wasn't feeling I look at it now I'm like I see that I feel it it's really you know in its own whatever where I was at it really is speaking so you know I, I'm looking at it in a new lens now where I've eliminated that that negative you know that negative vision you know and it's it's all amazing how what we how we mess things up you know like in our heads with the with the putting ourselves down all the time i mean those of us who do that which i think is a lot of it's us. probably everybody <laughs> yeah yeah, too, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> pretty common <laughs> well and and i wanted to go to i mean we kind of alluded a little bit at the beginning but you know you're one of those those people that i always see smiling laughing you do wear the costumes, usually bright colors. <laughs> I mean, you make me smile every time I, I see a picture of you on Facebook or, you know, see you on video or watch one of your videos or anything too. But it's, you know, it's uh, what's interesting, you know, and again, as I'm getting older, my dad's going to be 90 this, you know, beginning of this next year, that, that one of the things that happens is we all end up aging. Right. And we go through some different experiences in our life, some of the things that we'd prefer not to to go through. But so I want to see, you know, kind of talk a little bit about that, because, again, I mean, I, I know a little bit of your backstory, but I was surprised at some of the stuff that you've gone through, you know, the last year or so that nobody actually knew you were going through. Right. And so so let's 
maybe kind of talk a little bit about that because we all have different challenges in our life at different times. Sometimes it's health, sometimes it's, you know, physical health, sometimes it's mental health, some, you know, whatever, but that we all end up kind of going through those. And to me, you're just like a rock star on how you've kind of warriored through um, what you've been dealing with as well. <laughs> the big smile and the pregnant pause. <laughs> I told you we were probably going here, right? So it shouldn't be a surprise. So, so you're referring to leukemia. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So two years ago, my, my doctor discovered it. And I mean, honestly, when I when I was first told and they sent me to the oncologist and they're like, yeah, you got it. You know, it's like, and I, it was so funny. The doc, the oncologist goes, well, I know sometimes it's very intimidating or frightening, or I forget what words he said, scary or something to be entered in, to enter into the cancer unit. And I, I said, I'm in the cancer unit. I, You're entering the cancer I, zone. It's like, I just looked at the numbers on the doors, you know, and I followed the number I was supposed to go to and I didn't read, you know, the big signs. And honestly, I didn't really understand he was an oncologist and that's what that meant. I, I don't know. I'm so disconnected to that stuff. And so when I was first told to me, it was almost like a joke. And I told my brother and my sister and I'm kind of laughing and they were like, Joan, you have leukemia. And I was like, yeah, but it's okay. It's, you know, it'll just go away. You know, like it's not a big deal. And I really had that la la attitude because, you know, I felt fine. And so for months, um, you know, and then I talked to Jake and Jake was like, your body heals itself. And, <clears throat> and then I started seeing my numbers go get bad. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, my, my, I knew that my body's going to heal itself. So then I go to the oncologist, my numbers get worse and worse and worse. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I'm in this great zone and I feel fine and I'm happy and I, I am positive and this is, you know, this is supposed to be curing me, you know, and um, it was, it got worse and worse and worse. And the doctor goes, the oncologist goes, um, people with your numbers, he said, you need to start chemo pills or these certain pills, you know, that, and I was like, no, you know, <laughs> and he goes, well, people with your numbers usually can't even get up out of bed in the morning. And I said, but I feel fine. Like I'm, you know, like, like, so why do I feel fine? And he said, I don't know why you feel fine. And I was like, but at the same time, okay, I was feeling okay. I was losing energy, you know, I mean, I, but it wasn't like I couldn't get out of bed and I was feeling fine. And I do, you just keep moving with your life and <clears throat> keep the same spirit and everything. But I had to face the facts that the numbers were getting worse. And so then I made, and I feel life always happens for a reason to, to wake you up to certain things. <clears throat> so I started looking into this and that and this and that, you know, how do I heal? How do I heal? And then I started trying too hard to heal. And I was trying too hard to not take the medicine. And then the word, numbers kept getting worse. And <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. So I had to learn how to stop trying so hard and not care if I had to take the medicine or not. Go with the flow. Like I didn't want to take this medicine for the rest of my life. I just had it in my head. Well, if I do have to take it, I'll just 
stop in a few months, I'll heal myself to, you know, in a few months, I'll just take it if I have to, whatever. But I lightened up and let all that go because, you know, we try so hard, which is what I did most of my life with my art. I was, was going to say, there's, there's, a, there's a link in there, isn't I there? I know, I know. And it's like trying and trying and trying and trying until you just break down, right? And so that was a huge lesson, you know, to just lighten up and let go and stop questioning and just, and the minute I let go and lightened up and accepted that I would take, I had to take the medicine or not, like it didn't matter. And I, I did all kinds of things. I did Joe Dispenza's meditations and I went to his workshop and, you know, I did a lot of things I'd, and, you know, the, the diet and exercise and the tons of supplements and, <clears throat> You know, I, I was doing lots of things, but the attitude, the energy, the energy, the energy, like when I was taking it in the beginning, I was like, oh, these supplements and, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You know, <laughs> you know there's a different energy in just like, bless these supplements, bless everything that's going on, lighten up. It's all good. It's all good. Truly. It's all good. Feel your energy, feel it, check in, check in. And, and, you know, doesn't matter what happens tomorrow just lighten up now and just do what you believe and feel like when they put me on this special diet i was like i'm so picky about food already and and i'm a sugaraholic and of course i can't have sugar and i lost all kinds of weight not even trying because i like you know i got that but anyway I learned how to um be okay with what i figured out to eat you know like just not resist and and get all these attitudes it's energy 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 like you know yeah they they gave me this list of what i should be eating well i can i only like five of those things well then just eat those five things don't beat yourself up that you won't eat those other 10 things whatever you know just lighten up do what you can do and do what feels right because you know how many stories have we heard of people who tried diet after diet and thing after thing after thing and nothing works anyway, you know, so if your energy is not in the right place, it's nothing's going to work anyway. So energy, energy, energy. (laughs) I just learned and I don't mean I don't mean the energizer bunny energy. because I'm good at that. (laughs) But I well, but some of that probably does play into it a little bit too, right? Because of the frequency of the energy of of feeling happy being joyful. Yeah. is is much different than sitting in sorrow or sitting in depression right yeah and i i never got there i and i never feared death because ever since john lennon died <laughs> when i was 30 i know he's one of my favorites I, oh too oh my it's like... gosh it changed my life i was like that's when i started looking at my life with well if i died tomorrow am i doing what i love you know so i started looking at my life like that ever since i was 30 when he died you know so and in 1980 and so um i've been doing that all my life so i so <clears throat> i i stopped you know and said well am i doing what i love right now is there anything i'm missing that i you know should that i really want to do like if i did die tomorrow and i i wasn't afraid of dying with this you know i really that really but but you know we could die walking out walking out of the front door for some reason, you know, it's not like, you know, so I've, I've always done that, you know, stop and analyze my life, you know, like if I had two weeks to live, what would you do if you were perfectly healthy? I love that question because it really puts your life in perspective. If you had two weeks to live and you had plenty of money to do whatever it is you want, what would you do? And I've asked that 
question to myself for for years and so I was I'm ready with that you know like I'm enjoying my days and um you know and I just lightened up so um and then my numbers got better like <laughs> the last time I went to the oncologist <laughs> the doctor was like uh um you don't really need to take the medicine he said what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing? I have two oncologists, one that believes in the supplements and the, you know, the other one's the strict oncologist. And um, he, he, I, you know, he's like, what are you doing to heal yourself? And I said, attitude, attitude. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> energy, energy. And he just kind of looks at me with a smile like, okay. <laughs> but there you go. Well, it's, it's interesting. And it's interesting that there's the correlation right with trying versus just kind of allowing mm -hmm. i mean huge difference right i mean you you know for 50 years right you were you were trying to do art to make money right and when you stop trying to do art for money all of a sudden things opened up for you right when you stop trying to heal and to get better all of a sudden you healed right so it's almost like we just all need to quit trying so hard right it's like just let things happen um in 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 a lot of ways and and i love that you brought up the two weeks left to live i didn't realize you've been doing that most of your life but that's that's fabulous right because again i mean how how much different will all of our lives be different if we did only have two weeks left to live mm -hmm. right would we would we say that nasty thing to the person? Yeah. Right. Would we, would we continue to hold a grudge? You know, would we stay in the same job? Would we live where we live? Would we, you know, it's like if, if we only had two weeks left to live, it really changes your perspective a lot. Yeah. Cause the huge, the other huge thing allowing, but then eliminating the stress out of my life. I mean, as much as I thought I had was doing that because I'm doing what I love and everything, there were certain things <laughs> that, that were causing stress and, you know, little things that become bigger in your mind. Certain, and I didn't realize how big I was making these little things in my everyday life cause stress. And, you know, when I finally really shifted to true unconditional love, you know, true unconditional love, not just say the word, because I had a lot of practice as a teacher, you know, to, to learn unconditional love, you know, when I first had many experiences with very challenging students and I was like oh my god what am I doing teaching school <laughs> having then, a couple teachers in our family <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking but about but then but then I shifted to realizing that spirituality is my number one value so learn to love every student and you know learn to, to um, have compassion for where they're coming from who knows where, what they what they're bringing into the classroom from where they came and, and to look at every human being in every moment, yourself included, you know, when, and so that was the other huge thing when I really stopped and did the work to analyze what was stressing me out when I thought I was like so happy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, look at this, look at this, what's causing stress, like unconditional. I need to, you know, I, I, 
I felt like I got better and better about loving myself after finally doing the art of my dreams. And um, so I, that had that hating my, not hating myself, but down on myself all the time <clears throat> was finally released. But then, you know, you start judging, like, I don't know, like it's anyway, just making a, a true honest list of what's stressing you out and learn a new way to perceive it. And my way is like your humor, your, you had a podcast about humor. It was mm -hmm. so fun, you know, because that's the answer to everything. You know, it's like um, George and I just, you know, we used to, we still kind of do like, a, you know, talk Southern talk or, you know, some. some How y'all doing there, Joan Marie? <laughs> like little kids to each other, like little children, you know, hi, hi, whatever. I can't even do it when I'm not with him. It's so funny. Like you can get into character. It happens natural. But when I try to repeat, like I can't remember, but, but just, but you know, like, when something bothers me, um, the minute I shift to like make a joke out of, not of a joke, but just shift to a fun way to see it. Like, why would you be upset about such a thing? You know, like, and, and it just turn it into something fun. And it, I'm doing this all the time now. And it just feels so light and it's huge. <laughs> well, it, it makes a huge difference for you, but also probably for the other people as well. Right. I mean, cause so it could be as simple as like, let's, let's say that for some reason I get mad at you. I can't imagine my, me ever being mad at you, but you know, to where I want to like, just yell and scream instead, I'd be like, Oh, June Marie, you made me so angry. I am so angry right now at you. Right. That's, that's kind of what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Is like even just yeah. changing your tone yeah. of voice. Exactly. You, you might even be saying the same words that yeah. you just, that yeah, you would say, but exactly. you're, you're saying it in a different voice and it just gets you to laugh. It gets yeah. you to lighten up Yeah. instead of, instead of taking everything so serious yeah. and bringing that stress, stress yeah. in as well. Yeah. Cause when you know that that stress is, is feeding your illness, you know, or whatever, I don't even like to say that, but it's feeding, you know, it's cause it could, can do nothing but harm to your body and all you need and all we we have to have health, you know, to really be not, you know, but I mean, it's just nice to really be vibrantly healthy. So we know stress is just such a killer of so many things. So lighten up, you know, is any of this really worth it? You know, like there's ways of shifting to with everything, everything. So it's really fun. Yay. <laughs> I love that idea. Now I'm going to start using more voices. <laughs> As well. That was yeah. a good one you did too. That was what, was that a good one? That was a very good one. June Marie, I'm so <laughs> angry at you right now. <laughs> well, well I, and, it, and it just makes you start laughing, yeah. right? Because yeah. because again, I mean, that was the the laughter podcast that you're referring to. I mean, sometimes that's what it is, right? Is it, yeah, we just got to laugh about it. So just find some way to start laughing about it, or even just start fake laughing, and fake <laughs> laughing turns into real laughing at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> I I used to laugh when you know you sit talk to a dog, you know, and, and the dog is like it did something bad, and you're like, oh, I wish you wouldn't do that anymore. Or I love you so much. Why do you do that? <laughs> like the dog doesn't know what you're saying they feel the energy you know like it's energy 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 you know like it doesn't 
better. I love you. And they're like going like this. <laughs> but I, you know, energy, energy, energy. So yeah, get into a character. <laughs> I love that idea. There's another one to add to my list of things to start doing. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> uh, well, no, this is, this has been great. I, I appreciate you, you know, taking time. I, are there are, are there other things that you that you'd like to share as well? Because, like I said, I know as as you and I were just kind of messaging back and forth, I wanted to make sure and, and bring up because I was impressed with how you've gone through. You know, it's it's like especially when 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 people tend to get physically sick, right? It's like there's two paths, and it seems like the majority of people get into that stress and sorrow and sitting in it right and that just ends up having them spiral down and there's few people that have done it like you where you know it's like you stay upbeat you stay positive you quit trying you just allow you let it happen you use funny voices you do whatever it takes and it's and it's those people that end up you know healing both both physically but but also emotionally and spiritually as well you know that we, that we don't think about it's like when somebody's depressed, they tend to stay depressed because they stay in that energy of depression, right? Instead of moving out. And it, it's such a breath of fresh air because I remember, you know, early on in my career, there was there was one of the ladies, she was one of our receptionists at my office who was going through cancer. And same thing. I mean, most we knew what was going on. But most every day, Gloria had a smile on her face. I mean, you could tell the days that were really tough for her because she wasn't quite as chipper, but she was always right there trying to make everybody else feel better, um, you know, enlightening, lighting everybody else up. And it's like, it's just, I wanted to help share your story because there's so many people that go down the other path. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we need more people to 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 react the way that you did right and actually you know take it as it is re regardless of what it is you know we talked about art we talked about other stuff too and it's like quit trying quit stressing yourself out just lighten up and remember it's energy 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 right yep. at, at the end of the day <clears throat> and live in the moment you know because there is no guarantee that that this will heal me me per permanently i believe it will and i i stay in that belief but it, i'm not attached to that you know let go of the attachment of the future you know it's like have a belief but let go it does it's not about that it's not about then it's about now you know what's that song it's about you, oh that takes me to a song but it has nothing to do with what i'm saying that's all right I mean, we can we can do any song you want right? i can't think of it but it's about time it's about, anyway uh but living in the now you know is that because i mean i every once in a while i catch my mind going to um you know different challenges i'm having here you know and um with the uh my mind will a little bit go to what if in the future you know near future or future what if <clears throat> and like oh how will i handle it like why am i concerned who knows what tomorrow brings you know we can't control it we can we can believe and and enjoy thinking about it dreaming about it and being in that energy which i believe that you need to stay in that energy of believing and and living that dream but there's no guarantee 
So like, just let it go and live in the now because, you know, this is it, you know, right now. I mean, we've heard this a million times, but it's so true. I love to listen to my thoughts and, and I'm, I'm really, truly not going to the future where, where I was for that period of time. I was like, no medicine. What if, what if, you know, like, I don't know, you know, putting a lot of pressure on myself, even as an artist, you know, I, I got to make it, I got to make it, you know, like, well, what, you know, and people, people would say, well, you are successful. You know, this is b before, like 10 years ago. I said, well, I want to be a success. They said, you are successful. Look at your art. Because there were big pockets of time when I did allow and my art was totally genuine, many pockets of time, really. But, um, uh, and people would say, um, but you are successful. But I was defining success around amount of money, period. You know, like it has to be an amount of money to, to you know, that's real success. And um, so I couldn't go there. I couldn't get to that place. But success right now in your life right now, where I am right now, success is just feeling my energy and woo, being happy to be alive, you know, and being grateful and thankful for now and and be loving myself and loving others all this simple 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 basic things right love yourself then you can love others and then you have compassion for others and then you live in the now i mean it's all such basic stuff but it's that's all there is you know and we just complicate things so much with other things that don't matter you know money doesn't go with us when we die so why are we making it so important? You know, I mean, I know we need money to survive and everything, but, you know, I want to, I got to say this one time I did this test when I was about 10 years ago, I was stressing about money. And um, they said, I started imagining myself on the, on the sidewalk, homeless without arms. <laughs> like I was... <laughs> I not was, even just homeless but homeless yeah, without arms yeah and you're rolling around like my legs wouldn't work and anyway, i was rolling around on the sidewalk i couldn't you know so i couldn't be an artist in other words right i mean i yeah. guess i i could probably find a way like artists do without arms they do things but but i i, I was like how do i feel you know i have no money i'm i'm, I'm not an artist i was identifying as an artist and i was identifying with the importance of money and all of a sudden they you know i was in this situation how do you feel and suddenly i was like oh, i'm okay i'm still me i'm still happy my soul my spirit is there i'll just find a new way of being me i'll find a new persona and i'll i'll create a new new way of being and and i'll be great and I mean, that was such a release for me to feel that way, you know, that that it, it's helped, you know, with the financial thing, you know, and especially knowing that money doesn't go with us. So, well, yeah, because it's it's amazing the amount of pressure that we put on ourselves, <sighs> right? Like you're saying, but when we can finally just kind of let it go, then it comes. Yeah. Right. When you let it go, mm -hmm. then it comes. Right. Yeah. It's it's almost like, you know, there's a bunch of cliches and other stuff, you know, but like, you know, if you love someone, set them free. Yeah. Right. Same sort yeah. of thing. Right. And if yeah. they if they leave, but they come back. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's almost kind of what we're doing. Right. Is it's yeah. like we've got to let go. And it's not going anywhere, but we have to let go before it can actually come back to us. Um, and your life is just kind of showing that you know, over and over and over and over again. Um, that that's how it is. And that it's all back to the simple things, 
that you talked about. Loving yourself, living in the moment, being happy with who you are, you know, feeling alive, having, having, you know, feeling into your energy, having that passion, doing the things that are lighting you up, right? That help to stoke the fire and keep us going as well. That's, that's really important, right? Because even if, even if, you know, like you said, for most, most of your career, you were teaching, you weren't a professional artist, but you continued to do that thing that lights you up. And a lot of us, we just kind of give it up. And later on in life, we have a nervous breakdown or a, you know, a, a midlife crisis or something like that. And then we come back to it. And it's like, why can't we just be like Joan? And we just keep doing it <laughs> the whole time. Be like Joan, be like Joan. <laughs> but you know, when I was a teacher and I wanted to quit for, a, in the beginning, I was like, why am I doing this? This is not my passion. This is not, then I was like, okay, I have a choice. Quit your job and do what you love or, 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 or do what you or do give your all to what your job or stay with your job, but give it your all and, and learn, develop passion for it. You know, like, and if you can't, then you, you in other words, if you stay in a job and be unhappy, like you're not, your life just really stays stuck. So I learned, you know, like I said, um, spirituality is my highest virtue. So, <clears throat> or my, uh, so I um, value, I mean, so I shifted growth. I, you know, I knew I was going to grow as a teacher and there's so many reasons I, I created around why being a teacher, because it was a decent paying job as a teacher. <clears throat> and um, so I shifted my attitude towards it and then loved it until I retired, like really loved it, jumped out of bed every day. And I, I you know, because I shifted my attitude towards it and, you know, learned and um, because I chose to be there because if I, you continue to battle your job, it really just kind of stifles your life. So, you know, but if I quit my job, which I did for 14 years to be full-time artist, I was really under pressure then for my art to make money. And I put a lot of money pressure on my art and then that couldn't, it wasn't free to evolve either. So um, that's <clears throat> why I kind of went back to teaching initially, but then I shifted to love it to where um, I was happy during the day as well. So you know, just a little thing in there. It's, you know, we well, can good. shift our attitudes. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's a good, that, that's a good thing for us to all remember, because sometimes, you know, sometimes we're in certain situations in life and that's just what life happens to be at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. But we can shift our attitude. We can choose. Right. So again, it's like, I mean, imagine all the kids that went through Miss Marie's class <laughs> and love art now. Right. And how many of them, you know, maybe none of them became professional artists, maybe some did, but you know, that, that gift of art that you gave to them as well. And really whatever we're doing, we can find some purpose in it as well. Right. Because every, every life that we touch, we touch for good. Right. And so it doesn't matter whether we're teaching art, whether we're selling life insurance or whatever else it might be that we're doing flipping burgers right we can do it in such a way that that that's on purpose we're having fun we're in the moment where our light is you know reaching the energy you know the people that are around us as well and we can still find a lot of purpose in those things that may not be our life's purpose exactly I'm I'm always thankful for the Taco Bell guy who sells, you know, because my husband loves Taco 
Taco Bell, and we go there, and the person who serves the Taco Bell, when it's those per when those people are in a really good state of mind and they joke with you, like I'm so thankful for them, like thank you for being in a good state of mind and being fun, and you know, and I instigate that, but they but they respond, they're in a good state, and like not everybody can be like that in a job like that, so you know, it really is attitude, you know, just being thankful for where you are because you chose to be there. That's the thing. So hmm. la la la. <laughs> la 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 la. Oh. Here, but I can't twirl in this. I'm <laughs> <laughs> plugging yourself. Wee. <laughs> well, no, I, I appreciate you taking time. It's um, a lot of the stuff you said today were things I need to hear too. Oh, <laughs> and get and good reminders for me as well. And I know everybody who who listens to this is going to pick up on the things that they need to hear as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for you. Oh, I'm grateful um, for you. <laughs> You're fun. Mm. <laughs> you are fun. <laughs> I'm fun. Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, I'm so very fun. And I can make these funny little voices with my... <laughs> Yeah, the attraction was instant, you know, especially when you're talking about songs and your connection and, you know, just your spirit and your glasses and <laughs> well, I didn't, all I didn't the fun realize stuff. too your your attachment to Lennon as well. I've oh. got it actually just fell down. But yeah, Lennon is uh is one of my heroes. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of a lot of stuff for him. Interesting. <laughs> my mother in law actually went to school with him. Wow. I know he, he was the bad kid. He was the naughty kid that, you know, the girls yeah. were supposed to stay away from, but wow. it's uh, just another kind of weird, weird connection. Cause yeah, I've always felt. Wow. So how you feel about Michelangelo and Da Vinci, <laughs> I feel a lot towards John Lennon, you know, not that I'm a professional musician, I'm a hack, but just some of the stuff and the ways that he tried to, to help in the world as well. Mm -hmm. um, big time yeah and shake people up a little bit and help mm -hmm. them help them see the world a little bit differently too so That's so cool so cool yeah. mm. well thank you my friend it's uh we might have to have you back on again later too but it's uh <laughs> it was great to talk to you today and um thank you thank you so much keep being fun <laughs> i'll keep being fun <laughs> <laughs> thank you all right see you bye and that's a wrap thanks for listening the fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others you can also check out all of my videos on my youtube channel and my website jason mefford Com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations. <laughs>